On today's show, ooh, we got our Mavs' first win of the season. Isaac, undefeated season is in play. Undefeated season, finals bound, Luka Doncic MVP. It's happening. Bobby, sixth man of the year. Three-point contest? I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Boban is back. Boban! And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and I hit the intro way earlier than I should have. Joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The game day Mavs win wonder. The one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Mavs win. Mavs win. Let's go. The preseason. <laughs> guys I, I got to go back to the aac i got to sit there i got to to be in the room where it happens i got to sit next to isaac during game and let me tell you isaac cares more about preseason than anyone i know that is 100 true i even clipped some highlights tonight enjoyed this you game did? you actually did but you know what i looked over at you during the the player intros and i said welcome back Oh, because I, it's been. It's I so felt that good. right down in my soul when you said that to me. It's so good having you back in the arena where you're supposed to be. Mm. And but you know what? On the bright side, if you're going to miss a couple years in Dallas covering Mavs games, it's during COVID because <laughs> yeah, true. We haven't gotten the chance when we started covering the Mavs. We were in the locker rooms, meeting players, forming relationships, and and these all these pressers in person. And these past two years. We're not on the floor, you know, anymore, and we're not in the actual locker rooms and all that. But we're in, we're still in the pressers and and all that. But COVID has some, yeah, all the new restrictions. Yeah, for those that don't know, I, I was away. I lived in Florida for a couple of years because of a family situation, and so I was there for three years. Today was actually my first time in the room, what like in the building seeing Luca live. Isn't that insane? Isn't that insane? Uh, but yeah, so you I was talked about ex- him every day for. <laughs> five years I, know. <laughs> I hadn't seen him in person so this is the first time i got to come back i was very excited but on today's show we're going to get into the preseason game we'll break down everything that we saw we were in the arena we got to see a lot of good stuff we got to talk about boban and we got to talk about luca and we got to see if we answered any questions were there any little hints preseason's not going to give you any answers on real anything but they'll give you little hints of things and so we'll talk about the little hints on stuff like KP's role. Are they going to stick with this two big lineup? What did it look like? Did anything look different from the Rick Carlisle stuff? All that we're going to talk about. But thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Maps is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can watch us right now do a dance to our favorite song. That's it. All right. The big takeaway from this game, I thought, was Carly Jones. Carly Jones was fun. <laughs> I thought he had some good moments. No, the Mavericks are 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 really like zigging while Rick Carlisle was zagging. Like, I think it's lot- more zagging than. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many post ups in this game, and and in contrast, the Jazz, who did not play seven of their best nine players, basically. It was it was Jordan Clarkson, Royce O'Neal, and then like a bunch of dudes that you'd kind of heard of because you saw them in college a little bit, right? Uh, and so... Don't be disrespecting Trent Forrest. 
if everybody's listening on podcast, I just waved like Trent Forrest did after that summer league game against the Mavs. <laughs> if if you watch, if if you saw this game, that was such a stark contrast because the Jazz played really small. They started Eric Paschal at at the center, and he's Oof. maybe six seven. Like he's just not a big dude uh, when you see him in person. He thought he was a sniper too. <laughs> yeah, he did. He kicks his <laughs> legs out real far. And it's kind of funny. But and they took twenty threes in the first quarter. They ended up taking. <laughs> What did they finish with, like 63s or something like that? Like 52, I think. Finished with 52 threes. The Mavericks finished with uh, 30, but they only took like, I don't know, five or so in the beginning of the first quarter. And so you could just see this stark difference between the Jazz jacking a bunch of threes and the Mavs were posting up everybody. KP was getting post-ups. Moses Brown was getting post-ups. Willie Cauley-Stein was getting post-ups. And it was happening because the Jazz, instead of having Rudy Gobert and, you know, and their back line and them trying to fight through switches, they switched everything. They switched a whole bunch of stuff because they had a bunch of dudes out there that were like six, three to six, seven basically. And so they decided to switch. And so you'd get these mismatches and then they'd throw it in the maps would throw it into the post to Moses Brown. Who's he's not a post up guy. He's, he's a lob threat. He's a, he's a finisher around the rim. He is not a guy that you dump the ball down to, and he's going to Joel and beat himself to the basket and finish. Right. And so I thought that was one of my big takeaways was that they're really sticking to this. We're going to post up guys. We're going to post up KP for sure. And uh, I found it interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it's telling that, you know, some of the first few questions in the post game presser from uh, both Callie and Tim Cato were about post ups. You know, Callie asked about the kind of the balance of post ups at the threes. Uh, you know, when we shot a lot of threes in the Carlisle era, era. Um, you know, Tim Cato asked specifically about Porzingis and where he wants. Porzingis' touches, post, mid-range, all of that. I just think so that's I a telling... you know, be able to touch the car. <laughs> I think that's a telling thing. Shout out to Jason Kidd's wardrobe, uh, his new shirt with the collar. Good morning, Isaac. Great shirt. Um, we used to go to Phillips Lane's uh, bowling, at, bowling alley of my hometown growing up, and uh, <laughs> that shirt just kind of reminded me of that. But you know what? I It looks kind of... I like the retro feel. But... <laughs> I think that's the yeah that's the big takeaway is watching the offense tonight and honestly yeah. a little bit of the defense. I want to preface it; it's the preseason, right? Like, yeah, like, everybody's rusty. Nick, you can just tell. Yeah, yeah, and Nick jokes with me like, fan jam is like super low for me as far as how much I care <laughs> about it. Preseason's a little bit step up, like regular season. Then it's all full on like care about everything, but. I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat it either. I'm not going to say I loved what the offense looked like nor am I going to say I loved what the defense looked like because my questions with the defense was when you roll out two bigs, how are you going to guard the perimeter? They gave up 23s in the first quarter. This team sucked at shooting threes tonight, but what happens when you play a good team that can hit threes? And then offensively, I I think at one point they had attempted four threes compared to Utah's 20 or yes. 18. Yeah. And it's like I you know, it is the focus of the post and trying to feed the post so much. Is that a, it's the preseason. So we just want to get it rolling. So we're going to like kind of overdo it. Or is that really like the, the foundation, the core of the offense this year that if that is, I'm a little worried, but. And that that's been our big it's question. The preseason though. That's been our big question throughout it. And if you, if you took, you know, the, what the offense looked like when they were trying to run some sets and what the lineups looked like and things like that, that maybe gave us a hint as to, yes, they are really going to stick to this and play two bigs. They started Moses Brown with KP and Moses Brown only played five minutes. So 
you know, whatever. Take that as take that as you will. Maybe maybe I can do my my conspiracy no. a little bit about them wanting to start Moses Brown uh, I, instead of no, Dwight Powell, I, I, but. But we should mention that Dwight Powell was out, Dorian Finney-Smith was out, Frank Nelkina was out, Tyrell Terry was out. Uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things where you're seeing the spot starters. Uh, you know, for as sure. far Rick as did like this all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think you're seeing it for tonight because I think they're trying to keep the bench unit intact. I think yep. you know them bringing Reggie and Maxi off the bench and starting Moses and Josh Green. I think it, it's a little there. They were just placeholders for Dorian and Dwight. For sure. I think it tells you that. Moses probably isn't going to be in the rotation when the season starts because Dwight's going to fill that Moses role. Willie's going to come off the bench, you know, with Maxi. So, and even like Josh Green, where does he play? Because Dorian's going to start in that spot. Sterling Brown came off the bench of that and played a lot. <clears throat> yeah, and I like Sterling Brown. I like him. I like Sterling Brown too. I thought he brought some good stuff. He, you know, is long. He's physical. All that kind of stuff. And I, I, he can I, I can't. I can't say I was super impressed by Josh Green's minutes tonight. I yeah, mean, he's always active, but... Yeah, we can get into some of our notes on, on some of those players a little bit later in the podcast. We'll get into that. Uh, but coming up, I want to talk about the, the two-big lineup a little bit because we saw that a lot. We also saw Luka and KP play together a lot. And I think there's two there's one of two reasons why Jason Kidd wanted to do that. Isaac kind of hinted at it earlier, but we want to get into that and talk about how Luka looked. I can't believe we've gone this long without talking about how Luka looked. Um, We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Sweatblock. Sweatblock is a new product that I think you're going to love and I think that you can use. And especially if you're a big guy like us, you could definitely use it. If you sweat through your shirt, if you deal with pit stains, it's doctor created, doctor recommended, works for up to seven days. There are these wipes that you wipe under your underarms and you have a dry shirt guarantee for seven days. And if you don't get it, you can do your money. You can send your, get your money back. Sweatblock has that guarantee. That's why they call it the dry shirt guarantee. It's not just a guarantee. And then if it doesn't happen, nothing happens. They'll give you your money back if you, if you don't have a dry shirt. It's the number one Amazon. It's the number one antiperspirant product on Amazon right now, which is insane. Think about all the antiperspirant things that are out there. Sweatblock is the number one. So go to sweatblock.com. Use the promo code locked on. You'll get twenty percent off. You can also get it at Amazon or CVS. But if you want to get twenty percent off, and if you want to help out the show, use the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Again, sweatblock.com. Promo code locked on. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more about this preseason game. Again, the Mavericks did win this game. First win of the season, 111 to 101. And we've been talking about some hints at maybe what the Mavericks are going to do this season, what Jason Kidd's offense is going to look like, what his defense is going to look like, what his lineups are going to look like. I don't think we got any real answers, but we got some hints at stuff. The two big lineup, they really stuck to it. KP played with Moses Brown to start the game. He played with Willie Colley-Stein some uh, he, I think he played with, with Maxi some and, yeah. uh, and so, and that's, I guess a two big lineup, but, uh, they're really sticking to it. He also had Luca and KP kind of mirror their minutes. I think KP only played like, you know, 35 seconds or something without Luca in this game. Yeah. Super interesting. And, you know, I, I do want to say this on the, on the two big thing. Let's see what it looks like with Dwight Powell, you know, Dwight, um Dwight's a little bit more mobile than Moses defensively you know Moses he's he's a we love Moses it was fun talking to him on our pod and everything but there's a reason why when we got Moses in the draft with or in the trade with Josh Richardson that we were kind of like hey let's kind of slow it up a little bit on uh how much Moses is going to play I was very vocal about that of like I don't know if Moses is even going to play over Willie 
I still don't I, – I personally don't think he'll be in the rotation much when the regular season starts. But, like, you saw a little glimpse of that tonight when he was starting. He's just not as mobile to just get out on the perimeter. I think Dwight's a little bit more mobile than that, and Dwight's a better roller. And that opens up a lot of the offense whenever you're running that two-man game with Luka and, and Powell. But when you run that, it's efficient, but you're kind of relegating KP to the just the three-point shooter – which they've been saying he's not just the three-point shooter, he's a basketball player, and he they want to incorporate him other ways. So that's where it's going to get really interesting when Dwight gets in there. So one of the uh, one of our other big questions talking about KP playing with another big is what's KP's offensive role? Because the best yeah. lineups the Mavericks rolled out against the Jazz in this game were the bench units that didn't have Luca or KP in them. It's the Brunson, Sterling Brown, either you know Reggie Bullock, Maxi, Willie Colley Stein. Those kind of lineups did really, did really well in this game. And that's because everybody falls into their role. Sterling Brown and Reggie know that, all right, we we take open threes. We fly around the perimeter. Maxie knows I'm going to fly around a little bit. I'm going to pick and roll just a little bit. Willie Colley Stein knows I'm a roller. That's what I do, right? And so and Dale Brunson's like, I'm the, you know, the straw that stirs the drink. And so yeah. everything falls into place. In the starting lineup, we didn't see that right away. Now, that doesn't mean that it won't happen, right? It's first game of preseason we got a lot of time ahead of us but we didn't see right away oh this offense looks really cohesive and this offense looks like everybody's falling into the place they know exactly what their role is it was kind of weird <laughs> there's some moments where you know kp was trying to post up some guys didn't work the only time that uh, a post up for kp really worked that he had a good move was against jordan clarkson who's a foot shorter <laughs> than kp uh so he's able to take advantage of that but there is there's some rust there, and I think it'll take a little bit of time to get KP back in his rhythm and figure out, I guess, maybe what his role is. Are we just going to be – I feel like we're stuck in this purgatory of what's KP's role. We're just going to be talking about this for years and years with, with Chris Alves-Porzingis. And, and it's the – this is the biggest difference that we've seen them audibly talk about between Rick and Jason Kidd. Yes. Because when Jason Kidd sets and, up there and, in a po- – and Kidd has specifically like said that he's going to do it differently than Carlisle, right? Like he's that's almost, what I'm saying. Like he's almost referenced Carlisle in these, yes. these answers. He's he's like subtweeting him when it's in the post game presser, yeah. and he's like, "We're not just going to put him in a corner, right. And just make him a three point <laughs> shooter. We're gonna he's a basketball player. So like that is a a big difference between him and Rick of how they want to use KP. But like we've been saying over these past few weeks, like. We have to see an action. There's a reason why Rick relegated KB to that role. KB played a role into him entering into that role. So we got to, you know, how does KB look different? Does that become efficient and all that? The other part of that, of Luca, I mean, KB and Luca is how good Luca looked tonight. Oh, man. I kind of, I kind of want to like uh, term it the, the is talk theory on this when <laughs> is talk threw it out on a pot of like, Hey, I don't think there's going to be any like rushed or him tired. None. I think because of the off season that he never stopped playing, that he's just going to enter the season, like full on, like, let's do this. And dude had 19 points at halftime. And I mean, he could have had way in more 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I right? mean, he, he looked in like in mid season form. Luca, 19 points on 10 shots, six boards, five assists, uh, and two turnovers in the game. <laughs> and uh, one of one of two from the free throw lines. 80% from the field, 50% from the free throw line. That's our that's our guy right, right there. But yeah, the Istock theory is totally correct. Luca looked and he 
I know you you scoff at this, but he looked great in Fan Jam, and he looks good in the preseason game. He just continues to look sharp. Everything he does, the finishing at the rim, the anything, anytime in this game he tried to do something, he was successful at it. Basically, it yeah. felt like. Uh, and again, preseason except, game, except running into Tyler Ford. <laughs> he did not. Yeah, he, well, maybe he did it on purpose because oh, he doesn't. That's true. Remember, he doesn't like Tyler Ford. That's one of the refs <laughs> that he doesn't like. He also uh, pulled a Dirk where he fell down on the on the you know the the far baseline from us and then he tried somebody on the jazz tried to help him up i think it was jared butler and uh tried to help him up and then luca tried to get up and didn't get all the way up and fell back down again <laughs> down i actually again. want to take up for luca on this a little bit i went back and rewatched that the jazz player was <laughs> that's trying the to help play him. you went back and rewatched you won't run, rewatch any other play it's when luca the, fell down <laughs> the jazz player that was helping him up moved like he started to help him up and had his head turn and then he let did, go yeah. And so he let go of Luca instead of like fully brilliantly. And that was what was funny because Luca was like, That should be like, a flagrant. It's like, call it right there. <laughs> that should can, be a flagrant. Can we just acknowledge? I sent out a tweet about this during the game, too. Can we just acknowledge how fun Luca is? Like, he, it's is, amazing. he laughed so much tonight. Like, he was just having fun. It was like he was at the state fair, just like playing around. <laughs> he was, I mean, up on so, the bench, like cheering on Carly Jones to like laughing on the floor leaving to for halftime just laughing and giggling like just had a blast last week. nobody was happier for Boban hitting those two threes that we'll get to in a minute than Luca was yeah nobody right and and that's what you love to see you love to see I thought the Mavs chemistry at least looked better than last season yeah uh, and maybe it's because they're able to do team dinners and stuff this year and they're they just have a good group of guys like there's just a bunch of okay. guys like in all of our interviews we really enjoy talking to everybody and it just seemed like it you know, the chemistry, at least from what I saw, was better than, than it was to end last season. There was one moment tonight that you're going to laugh at me. You should, joke I hit the, should I hit the... It was one... Yeah, no, hit it. Hit it. This was one of the, the low-key, small, small moment, but big moment for me. And I even talked to you about it, and you're like, put that on your list. <laughs> <laughs> there was a moment that Tim Hardaway fell down on the floor. Oh, yes. This And I, I don't care if all of you guys listen to this freaking podcast think that this is a dumb point. I'm making it. Tim falls down on the floor. And before he can, like, get up or anyone helps him up, Jason Kidd, like, comes onto the floor, gra- like, two-hand gets him and pulls him up. And what it, most people look at that and say, who gives a crap, Isaac? I don't care. I'm just saying it's stuff like that of a guy. There's a reason why players, a lot of players speak highly of him and that players coach and all of that. And sure. Have we seen Rick Carlisle come out on the floor and help a player up? No, but uh, it's, (laughs) but it's that type of, and not saying that that's the, the bar that you have to measure everything at, but it was like, dang, like, okay. Like that's, it's a small thing that I could see a player being like, yeah, man, coach helped me out. Like coach came out there. was like, yeah, let's go. And there's just something about his connection with players. There's a reason why Giannis and some of these guys always, you know, speak highly of him. And I, I'm just, yeah, I, I, it was a, a little moment of, ooh, that's a little different than what we've, you know, been used to over the past years. Different than a lot of coaches. I, I wouldn't even just throw shade at Carlisle. How many coaches do we see go up and go out on the floor and help their players up, right? And you could tell in Jason Kidd's mind when he saw Tim Hardaway Jr. on the ground, he goes, oh, I got to help him up, right? Yeah, it was, and that's I, the ex-player th- in him, right? I mean, I, I, I see that. Like. I think that I think it's also a conscious decision of him, like, we're in this together, right? It, we, 
Yeah. You can you probably laugh at the you remember a couple years <laughs> Remember a couple of years ago with that uh when LeBron was first on the Lakers and like somebody fell down and like <laughs> He ran over and he was mic'd up during this game. And he goes, when your brother falls down, oh. everybody's got to go over and help your brother up. That's your brother bound the basketball court. And he starts doing that, like playing He's it like, all what up. you do in life echoes in eternity. <laughs> and I looked around and I just, I could only see, I saw three rims and I just, I pray. And I was like, I will aim for the middle. This one. is and why just, people say I'm a LeBron apologist. <laughs> so I just have to balance you out. Uh, no, but like that kind of mentality, that, that sort of. Uh, thing I think I thought it was a conscious decision by Jason Kidd, and I I, I we joke about that moment for, with Jason Kidd helping Tim Hardaway Jr. up, but I thought it was good. That was a good moment. I did too. Yeah. Coming up, let's give the rest of our thoughts on this game. There's a bunch of random stuff about Moses Brown, how Josh Green looked. Um, Trey Burke was the only player that got a DMPCD. We know the reason why, and we're going to tell you coming up. But before we do. Let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. I love them. I was sitting there at the game thinking, dang, I wish I had a bottled water and a pro- and a Built Bar right now. Ooh, and let me tell you, the churro puffs are back. I'm right as we're on this co- I'm going to order some right now on this call because are you on, serious? This, on this podcast because the churro puffs are are great. And if I don't get them now and if you don't get them now, you're going to miss out. Go get a churro puff. I'm missing out. You you go ahead and miss out. There's uh, a lot of other flavors I need to order though right now. We just talked about it. There's so many other flavors that you can get that you can order, but use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off. I'm going to use that promo code right now, LOCKED15, to get 15% off my box of Why Churro Why don't you Puffs. go do that right now? I am doing it. I, I literally am doing it right now as we talk about this. So go use the promo code LOCKED15, Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that I've ever had. Also, I want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. MLB, postseason. Postseason baseball, fun stuff. If you want to get into that, we also have a. We have a Friday night NFL game this week. Um, I don't know. It's do. on Bet Online. It says that we do. Do we? Uh, Rams Monday, Monday night though is uh, Ravens Colts. Rams Seahawks. Interesting. Maybe that's no, that, that's Thursday. Maybe that's Thursday. Yeah, Thursday night game. So that one's coming up tonight. Uh, Rams, one-point favorite in Seattle. So if you're feeling the uh, the home dogs, Seattle, if you want to put some money on them, use the promo code LOCKDOWN and get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, all kinds of stuff, not just football and baseball, but basketball too coming up. You can bet futures and all that kind of stuff, daily games, wagers, prop bets, all that. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more about this game let's just start throwing back and forth at each other different different notes and stuff that we saw um let's start with trey burke trey burke was the one dnpcd did not play coach's decision that's what dnpcd means by the way uh did not play coach's decision trey burke was the only one and trey burke is also the only player that we know of uh there may be one other one but he's the only player that we know of on the mavericks that is not vaccinated or that has publicly said he is not vaccinated after the game Tim McMahon asked the question to Jason Kidd, why did Trey Burke not play? And Jason Kidd said that he was an emergency player who was only going to be used if someone, quote, got into foul trouble in the first half or got injured during the game. Now, this is a game where you have 20 available players, right? Because you have all the training camp guys, all three training camp guys, the two-way guys are there too, and all your players on your roster. So um, 
I'm not sure what an emergency player is. I feel like Rick Carlisle had mentioned an emergency player in the past, but I found that very interesting. Jason Kidd also mentioned that Trey Burke will not be the emergency player on Friday in the Mavericks preseason game, but he and that he will play, and that somebody else will be the emergency player. Who will it be? Jalen Brunson? Don't know. I, but I I had not heard of that before, so th- that's a, that was a new one for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When, whatever that means uh, for him and and the team. So should know. we should we take anything from that? Right, that he didn't play. Right, should we? Everybody's kind of just writing off Trey Burke and saying, well, he's just not going to be on the team because he doesn't want to be vaccinated. That Mavericks want ever their Jason Kidd said their goal is to get everybody vaccinated. He doesn't want to be. Is he is the writing on the wall that he's just gone and did was today like the nail in the coffin? Or should we take Jason Kidd at his word that it was just the thing that he's an emergency player and he was designated that to let. Carly Jones and other guys play and all that. We have to see we have to see Friday. If he comes out and doesn't play Friday or only plays a few minutes, then more of a red flag, you know, pops up. But I, I mean I do think it's something the fact that Dorian and Frank and Dwight and Tyrell Terry, Tyrell Terry all were out of this game and he didn't play at all. Um yeah, I, just, I think that's you know, I think Yeah, why was Frank Nilakina was on the bench? Why wasn't Frank Nilakina the emergency player? Yeah, I mean, Dwight was on the bench too. Dorian was on the bench. So, like, they were all there. Um, they were out for rest tonight. So, we'll see, you know, who plays on Friday. You can only see my facial expression on YouTube. Locked on Mavs. Go go subscribe. We're inching so close to 8,000, guys. So, And I guess our goal before that is 7,777. Just get all the sevens. That's what Make we sure want. you get that screenshot in. That's what, that's what we want next. Uh, yeah, so that's the thing with Trey Burke. Um, he was an emergency player and he didn't play. Uh, he was very invested in the game though. He was, yeah. Carly Jones hit a layup and he was the first one to get up and scream and yell. And he was talking to people on the bench. Uh, he was, he was really invested, which I found pretty interesting as a guy that seems like he has one foot out the door, but I don't, th- I think we think he has one foot out the door, but I don't think Trey Burke does. Cause from our conversation with him at media day and then seeing him tonight, it seems like he's like, I'm here and I'm playing. Yeah, yeah, well, and, and that's one of the things we did. You know, earlier in the week we did five big questions for preseason, and one of them was basically it was more than five questions. But you know what? What's the roster move, right? Like they got to make right. some type of roster move, and is it you know Frank? Like, what if we don't see Frank on Friday again? Is that like worrisome? Like, what are we like? Uh, okay, or what does that mean? You know, or can they, you know, do they trade Trey Burke to a team and get like a minimum contract back and then wave yeah. the minimum back? I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll be curious on what the roster move is. I, I will say this, um, as far as outside of Luca, I thought Luca looked great. Like physically yep. tonight. I also thought Maxi moved really well tonight. Yeah, the did. last time we seen him, you know, in the, was in the playoffs and he was struggling with the Achilles thing. He talked, you know, to us about that at media day. Hey, you can go back and listen to that pod on our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe to Lou. <laughs> he said, "I had, we asked him what was his physical like percentage when in the playoffs, and he said, you know, I was having trouble running and jumping.' We were like, yeah, that would be a problem and if you're yeah. trying to play basketball and you were having issues running and you're jumping.' You're an NBA player, and <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, but uh, but no, I, I thought he, I thought he moved very, yeah, yeah, very well tonight. He did, so. yeah." I was I was happy for it. Hit him. a three, had another uh dunk and a couple rebounds. He was positive in his minutes. Yeah. Um This is yeah. a note this is a note you said to me at during the game. Reggie Bullock has a green light, like as green of a light as you can have. He is Chuck Matt, that thing, of, man. Yeah, he he had two of his five threes, but yeah, he can just 
whenever he wants. And okay, I found this interesting. I was curious what your thoughts are. Sterling Brown got in the game and played more than Reggie Bullock. Now, Reggie Bullock also missed time in camp when Frank Nilakina did because of illness. So I'm curious if it was just because of that, but I don't want to read too much into it. I'm I'm interested. No. I'm interested why that was the case. Yeah, I'm I'm not reading much into that. My favorite lineup I'm still wanting to see is, you know, KP, Dorian, Reggie, Luca, Tim. Yep. That's the lineup yeah, was, right there. We, um, I don't think we, we well, we definitely didn't see it because Dorian didn't play. Um, so two players, uh, I feel like we gotta talk about the end. Carly Jones and yeah. Boban. Um Carly Jones, he plays super hard. I'm su- you know, I'm happy for him. The bench was super happy for him. I'm not ready to have any type of conversation on, you know, is he's the new campaign, you know, Carleek over, you know, Frank or Carleek over. Um, yeah, yeah, I just the don't know guys. I'm a Rui or Jacori. I mean, he, he definitely show more than, than the other guys in that. Um, yeah, I'm excited for him. I mean, I think all these guys will end up in Frisco, but we'll just see how that yeah. plays out. I mean, just to be honest, I mean, I hate the situation for Tyrell, but Tyrell's roster spot is something I'm watching too right now. Yeah. You know, second round contract of that. Um, was not a player that this front office drafted besides like Michael Finley. Yeah. So that, that that's another, we're looking at potential roster moves. And I know everyone's looking at Trey and, uh, and Frank in that, but Tyrell's somebody I, I'm, I'm watching too. All right. It's been long enough. It's time. Boban is back. Boban. Had to hit it twice because Boban hit two threes. One of them, Jason Kidd was, Jason Kidd said it was a designed play for Boban to get a three. And then the second one, he said the second three was Boban's call. He said, this is a direct quote from Jason Kidd. Quote, the second three was Bobby's call. He broke the play. (laughs) Boban Boban hit back-to-back threes in the third quarter. It was the moment I think the crowd got into the most. We mentioned already Luca was up and screaming. I posted a video from the arena of every single player on the Mavericks meeting him at half court and basically starting a a tunnel for him all on the way back to the bench. Uh, But they had to sit and wait for him because he was talking to the ref about something and (laughs) just Boban being Boban. But... Uh, man, it was a great moment. And I love seeing it. You know what? We need to clip. We need to clip our talk with him on for media day. Boban when we back. remember we joked with him. We're like, Hey, stretch five, stretch Boban, five. like a thing now. Is this our, is this your, the next, you know, evolution of him and Boban is back. Super excited for him. It was such a fun moment. That second three, he just pulled up in the dude's face. He pulled, and man. Like, Got it. And it was like a, it was like a catch and shoot three. Meanwhile, Willie had the same thought. And <laughs> Willie hit one of the most impressive shots of the night. I thought it was a step. It was a step in. He stepped up to a mid range pull up jumper. And I was like, hello? Like, <laughs> but did he hit it? <laughs> there was a play at the beginning of the fourth quarter where we. <laughs> Yeah, the Willie, one that I mentioned Willie, was the first. Yeah, Willie did a play there. that I'm like, bro, if Rick Carlisle was here, <laughs> you would be so far down that bench. And. He he did a play where he, he he caught the ball and did this like crossover behind the back or between the legs or something and then pulled up off the dribble like almost off one foot and just flat out air ball like didn't even get close <laughs> to the to the rim and I was just like whoa all right like we're having fun now so uh, 
There was times in this game where guys, are just, I told you, I was like, guys are just doing stuff. Like Josh Green had a, a turnaround, like mid-range Dirk, like pull yeah. up the knee move. And I was like, okay, guys are just like, they're just doing things now. I will say the most impressive moment of the night for Josh Green, pre-game warmups. He jumped from like <laughs> the dotted line and did this windmill and it was nasty. And I'm like, effortless too. You just have to be there for the warmups. So. Okay. I do want to mention Josh Green though, because I thought his, we just did. I thought his defense uh, something real. I thought oh. <laughs> his I thought his defense was I thought his defense was really good. He Jordan Clarkson struggled against him to get his shot off because he fought through screens and he actually is quick. Like he is really quick. It, it was noticeable the difference in speed between Josh Green and, and Sterling Brown. Not that Sterling Brown isn't fast, but that Josh Green is. And I thought that it I thought it was positive in his in his favor. That's the thing he's good at. He there should be go. good at it and yeah. he was, right? Like yeah. that's those are positives that you take. Tries really hard, has a lot of energy. My last note I'll say is the court looked amazing. It did. Looked really, really good. The so. new court with the green and the, the it's the old Mavs logo with the hat and the Dirk silhouette is still there, which I'm so glad that they're just never getting rid of that. Yes. Eventually, I guess a Luca one will be next to it. But uh, yeah, it looked great. Yeah, everything looked good tonight. Excited. And now we you know, have another game coming up on Friday. Anything else from the in arena? We saw a couple make out wearing a, uh, a, a Whataburger hamburger costume on the floor of the AAC. On top of each other. Yeah, yeah. they had the, they have this game where you dress up like like different buns, and then you have the one partner has to gather all the ingredients and run with like basically this sumo suit of a, a bun costume on, and then jump on the other partner, and then the partners both took their masks off and just started making out. And I was like, oh boy, what is what's happening in the middle of the AAC right now? Uh, we had a little switch tonight. You know, Sean Heath was out. Chris Arnold took over for that. And let me and, tell you, Sean Heath from Fan Jam to the preseason cannot pronounce Eugene Amaru's name and just calls him Eugene over the loudspeaker. Are you saying Sean Sean Heath or Chris Arnold? Chris Arnold. Chris ah. Arnold cannot pronounce Eugene Amaru's name. <laughs> Love Chris Arnold. Amarui. Yeah. <laughs> Any other thoughts or stuff no. from the game that you took? Uh, shout out to everybody that was there. I, I saw some people tweeted at me uh, that they were at the game. Shout out to our friend Lauren, who was at the game. Her first day covering media, which was was awesome at the game. Our friend Jimmy was there. We saw. Love seeing people at the game. Yeah, super cool. Always reach out to us. Uh, maybe we can try to. Uh, yeah, well, feels like. We should do a meetup sometime. Just like, like everybody go to this game. We'll meet at a certain concourse or something. Go to this section and go to the avocado, whatever. <laughs> They handed out free posters tonight, too, as you left. Thought that was cool. But it was just cool seeing the vibe back, people back, arena back. You know, we were joking last year at the beginning of last year. It was, you know, I was showing the up to these. are immaculate. I was showing up to these games and there was nobody in there. It was just it was just like an eerie thing of like some of those media sitting on the like second yeah. deck. And we could like holler down to Dwight and he would like wave up because no one's in there. <laughs> so like he could hear us. And it was like the weirdest vibe. And it's just it's great having fans back. Absolutely. Guys, we will be back tomorrow and possibly Friday with the post game. We'll see how the game goes, but <sighs> we will be back tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. And tomorrow we will be back with more thoughts about what the Mavericks are going to do during the season, what KP's role could look like. If we had to decide what KP's role would be like, we'll talk about that. Make your second listen today, Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd, the GOAT, doing incredible things, rising up the iTunes charts right now. I think he's like 
80th in all of sports podcasting right now, which is an insane number considering all the sports podcasts there are. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.